campers, welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison. Hello, and welcome back to Immature History. We're so glad to have you back here. We're so glad. Gather around the fire. <sighs> yeah. Of Wikipedia. Get cozy. Get cozy. <laughs> We're going to read you some weird stories from history, and you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Um, I'm going to go first because mm-hmm. I think we probably I, this is this is a kind of a long one. Uh, this is okay. the story of Bertha Heyman. Okay. Bertha Heyman was a 19th century American criminal. She is my idol. She was Love also known as Big Bertha yes. or the Confidence Queen. Oh, amazing. What a title. What a title. It gets so much better. Okay. She was described by famed New York City detective Thomas F. Burns as, quote, one of the smartest confidence women in America. And was considered by the New York City police to be, quote, the boldest and most expert of the many female adventuresses who invest, who infest the country. Infest. Infest the country. Embarrassing question. Does like con man, is that short for confidence man? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought it was short. I don't know why I know that, but I've definitely heard (laughs) That would make more sense. Um, it makes more sense than confidence. Like, don't, yeah. don't arrest me for having confidence. Yeah, it's not illegal to it's be illegal. You know, this great. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Bertha managed to swindle several men out of a total of many thousands of dollars, even while behind bars. Mm. So she was born Bertha Schlesinger in Prussia and came to the United States in 1878. She was married twice, first to Fritz Garko, with whom she lived in New York and later Milwaukee, and then to a man she identified as John Heyman. Contemporary sources described her as a, as quote, a stout, gross looking woman. (laughs) Or alternative. Uh, or alternatively, as having a quote, somewhat pleasing face. <laughs> okay, make up your mind, people. <laughs> yeah, or quote, a lady of the same smart appearance and engaging manners. So it was a real wild card. All um, right. Have you ever <laughs> noticed that back in the day, like anytime a woman was in Savage. the news, like all they can do is talk about her appearance? Yep. That's it. <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, also not limited to back in the day. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Burns, the detective, profiled her in his 1886 book, Professional Criminals of America, and described her as follows. <laughs> mm-hmm. 35 years old in 1886. Born in Germany. Married. Very stout woman. Height. Five feet, four and a half inches. Weight, 245 pounds. Eh, It's not relevant. Hair brown, (laughs) eyes brown, fair complexion, German face, an excellent talker, has four moles on her right cheek. (laughs) I mean, what? It's way (laughs) too descriptive. And they didn't even say how many moles she has on her left cheek. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like a right winger. Um, Yeah. (laughs) 
Heyman's typical scheme involved conning money out of men by pretending to be a wealthy woman who was unable to access her fortune. She was the original Nigerian prince. (laughs) (laughs) She stayed at the best hotels and retained both a maid and a manservant in her service while bragging about having influential friends. Her confidence tricks were, quote, extraordinarily bold and ingenious, and they were covered by much ostentatious display. Heyman told the New York Times in 1883 that she was only interested in getting money, not having or spending it, and claimed that she gave the bulk of her ill-gotten funds to the poor. Quote, the moment I discover a man's a fool, I let him drop, but I delight in getting into the confidence and pockets of men who think they can't be skinned. It ministers to my intellectual pride. Honestly, I love her. It's Megan the Stallion energy, and I'm honestly here for it. Um, it's so good. Okay. Heyman was arrested and jailed numerous times over the course of her criminal career. She was arrested in September, 1880 for conning a sleeping car conductor. She had met while on a train from Chicago. (laughs) Heyman had told him she had a large estate. She wanted him to manage and he quit his job on her promise to hire him. (laughs) Oh no. Bad. Heyman then told him she needed to borrow some money to obtain the sum that was due to her from her agent and furthered the deception by taking him to a large house that she claimed to own. <laughs> evidence <laughs> of her wealth. <laughs> and it's funny too, because, she, you know, she's like, <sighs> she's, there's no maps, like Google Maps. So she's just like walking around waiting to find a big enough house, I would imagine. And just like that one, that one's mine. It looks That's big. the one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Heyman was soon arrested again in London, Ontario, on February 8th, 1881, charged with swindling several hundred dollars from a Montreal businessman. She stood trial in June 1881 for stealing $250 and two gold watches from an elderly woman she boarded with in Staten Island, but she was acquitted. She was arrested again while leaving the court. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So funny. Like, you can't even leave the court without getting arrested. (laughs) (laughs) This time for conning two New York City businessmen out of a total of $1,460. She was convicted on one of the indictments and sentenced on October 29th, 1881 to two years in prison. While serving time in prison on Blackwell's Island, she managed to befriend a man and con him out of his life savings of $900, which is the equivalent of $20,700 in 2011 (laughs) dollars. So much money. Oh, my Um, God. And this is potentially my favorite line. As part of a scam on her own attorney, she once claimed to be worth $20 million. So she just like, I love when people just like cannot help themselves from scamming. Yeah. It is the funniest like personality trait of all time to me. I'm just like, I just fully, I have to scam. I It's (laughs) compulsive. I cannot do anything else. It's so funny. Uh, So she scammed her own attorney, the guy who's helping her out. I mean, Uh, and then she also defrauded a Wall Street broker who she had convinced she was worth $8 million with forged securities. For this crime, she was again convicted in the court of general sessions on August 22nd, 1883 and sentenced to five years in prison. And that's the end of the Wikipedia article. (laughs) Wow. Kind of a cliffhanger. Uh, I want to say Big Bertha is my hero. Love, yeah. Love that woman. Yeah. And 
you should look at the <laughs> the pictures of her on Wikipedia because she looks so mad and she has a little bit of Miss Trunchbull energy. Oh, Matilda. Okay. Oh, of course. And that, of course. Yeah, I'm just clarifying that for the listeners. I know you know Miss Trunchbull. <laughs> <laughs> you know I know Matilda. I know words and like backwards. the back of my hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, in this picture, she looks like um, if you like made someone really angry after they were after they'd run like 20 miles. <laughs> the best way I can think to describe it. <laughs> Can't wait for that Instagram. Can't wait. Yeah. What do you have oh. for me? So <laughs> this is a good one. Um, you guys, last week I read a story about Emperor Norton, Emperor, <laughs> you know, the first and only emperor yeah. of the United States. The reigning emperor, if you will. Yes. And um <laughs> And I found this article on Malasia.org. You know, Madison and I had great fun with that. We had a, a great mm-hmm. bit about it being the plural of molasses, yeah. about me not knowing how to pronounce. Work. Yeah, not, not knowing how to pronounce Malaysia. <laughs> well, we decided to look up what Malasia really was. So mm-hmm. I'm going to read to you the Wikipedia article called Republic of Malaysia. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I can't believe this is real. I can't either. The Republic of Malaysia, also known as Malaysia, <laughs> is, is a micronation claiming sovereignty over 1.2 acres of land <laughs> near Dayton, Nevada. <laughs> I just like, why would you choose Dayton, Nevada, you know? And also 1.2 acres is it's so small. Yeah. <laughs> like we get it. You bought a house with a yard. Yeah. <laughs> it was founded by Kevin Baugh. Uh, the Republic of Malaysia has claimed itself a nation, but it is not recognized as a country by any recognized national government nor by the United Nations. On April 16th, 2016, Ball hosted a tour of Malasia sponsored by the website Atlas Obscura. Shout out. Love those guys. Uh, Kevin Ball continues to pay property taxes on the land to Story County, although he calls it foreign aid. (laughs) Okay. I'm finished with him. Uh, <laughs> foreign aid. Stop it. Oh, Kevin Ball has stated, quote, we all want to think we have our own country, but you know, the U.S. is a lot bigger. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, no, that mean? That's not. That doesn't mean anything, Kevin. <laughs> oh, Kevin. Um. Malasia is a de facto dictatorship because it has been ruled <laughs> because it has been ruled by Kevin Ball since 1977 without any elections. I love that there's just a dictator named Kevin. <laughs> um, I vote 
here, here's why we need Patreon supporters so that we can campaign to overthrow <laughs> the dictator Kevin. Oh my God. Can, can you imagine please? what that would do for our careers if we became co-dictators? We would, uh, I mean, you know, we'd be so successful. We'd be so successful. <laughs> the we'd podcast numbers queens. Would be. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a little bit about the economy of Malasia. <laughs> Their Great. currency is the Valora, which is subdivided into 100 futurists mm-hmm. and pegged to the relative value of <laughs> Pillsbury cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Sure. sure. Cookie dough is stored in an outbuilding called the Bank of Molossia. <laughs> it's just a refrigerator. <laughs> Just a walk-in refrigerator. Full of cookie from, dough. <laughs> from which Valora coins made from gambling chips and printed banknotes are sold. Oh, my God. Uh, and then real quick, let's talk about the alleged hostilities with East Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. What? I'm screaming. (laughs) The Republic of Malaysia claims to be at war with East Germany, alleging (laughs) that they are responsible for military drills performed by Kevin Ball while stationed with the United States military in West Germany, and therefore are also responsible for the resulting diagnosis of sleep deprivation. Hey, Kevin, I have got some news about East Germany that is going to blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. You are simply not ready for this You are not ready. I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> in the next sentence, here we go. While East Germany formally ceased to exist in 1990, following the treaty on the final settlement with respect to Germany, Malasia argues that Ernst Palmen Island dedicated by Cuba to Weimar German politician Ernst Palmen and given to East Germany and lack of mention in the treaty on the final settlement or by the nation of Cuba is still East German land allowing the war to continue. (laughs) Kevin, why are you so, why are you thirsting for a war so much? (laughs) Just like let bygones be bygones. And is this the motivating reason for him having his own yeah. you know, nation? He just wants so to go to war. Yeah. Yeah. Someone better flag that. <laughs> where is where is the CIA in this? You know? Yeah. I mean, is someone just keeping tabs on Kevin? He's out in the <laughs> desert all alone. Yeah, we need to in talk a, about Kevin. With a bank full of cookie dough. <laughs> Just a bank it's just red <laughs> It's just a red flags right and left. <laughs> I will say though, I think a bank full of cookie dough is is a green flag. I'm gonna yeah. say it. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's a good one. Hey, uh banks, <laughs> you're missing you you should have more cookie dough. That's yeah, banks. Listen, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but yeah, have you considered just a, just a strong suggestion? <laughs> it can't hurt. Cookie oh, is cookie dough is recession proof. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, yep. 
Yeah. So everyone, I encourage you to go to Malasia.org. <laughs> I love <and> read. <laughs> so I assume that the article you read last week then was written by Kevin, probably just in admiration <laughs> of someone who did a very similar thing. Yeah. He wants to be an emperor so bad. Maybe he'll graduate from dictator to emperor. Maybe. Or maybe we'll mm. overthrow him. Yeah, it might just take a couple more wars. I've always, and I don't know about you, I've always wanted to be part of a coup. I mm. feel like this is um, the scale at which I could be involved mm-hmm. in one. <laughs> yeah, so. and same. And I think like you and I could probably wage war against Kevin and take him down if we absolutely needed to, which would be <laughs> great because then I would never not tell our kids and grandkids, well, when we fought in the war... <laughs> And it's just us like fist fighting a guy named Kevin (laughs) in the desert. We can bring my brother Kevin and have a Kevin face off. Oh, something like Kevin would win no matter what. Absolutely. And I think he should. Yeah. I think we should arrange that. But yeah, Kevin needs to be replaced with Kevin. Yeah. Oh my God. I would live in, (laughs) I would live in a Kevin Varnum. Uh, republic all day every day oh yeah so campers we're gonna go get this planned out um we'll send you probably buttons um Mm -hmm. bumper stickers yeah but you have to join our patreon because we need income yeah for uh our official megan and madison for dictator campaign yeah we're gonna need a super pack co-dictators megan and madison do you think if we did that we would have to like take over the conflict with east germany or do you think we could just look the <laughs> I other think way we can resolve that one? it oh oh my god can you imagine what that would do for the polls <sighs> if we just right away ended the the longest ongoing war of that republic i mean the people will love us we'll be the They'll people's dictators <laughs> <laughs> All right, campers, I'm going to end this because we will go on forever. We'll do this all day. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.